Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Bless these thoughts today and uh, just, in, just may these be your word, instruct us in your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for the work of God in our lives and the work of God that is never, um, is never ceasing. It's always working. It's always moving. It's always accomplishing what you, uh, what you have purposed it to do. So today we ask that, that you do that in our hearts. We pray for our nation today uh, just and um, cause uh, believers to stand in their faith, be act, uh, operational in their faith, and just turn the tide of evil, we pray. And show us our part as we stand as individuals uh, for your cause, Lord God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, bring many to righteousness, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Okay, Psalm 23, just thinking a couple thoughts with you today. Um, I was thinking that the pandemic is really a, a great test for Christians. Have you noticed that? You noticed that? I was thinking about that the other day, like how it's a, a kind of a test for Christians, um, kind of proving the steel in our lives, and um, definitely an unprecedented challenge, right? And um, I think as we near the rapture, we're going to find more and more of these things that will test us, refine us, sanctify us, uh, and cause us to be um, more dependent on the Lord, because that's, that's where our power is, amen? Many people seek control, but actually our, uh, we seek to live in the authority of God who's already in control. Isn't that good? He's, he's in control. And um, we live in that authority, and we're con- we are led by the Spirit. And that's a whole different ballgame than trying to control everything, right? Uh, do you sense that you're in control? Anybody here? We can't even control what goes on in our own body, you know? We're certainly responsible, and, and not to say that we're just, uh, you know, living in a frivolous way, but... We understand that walking in the Spirit, we understand that God's ultimately in control. He's in control of nations. He's in control of people, of power, seeming power. God is in control. Uh, and he remember 12.10 of Revelations and 12.12 is that he gives the devil a little bit of time to, re- to, to reap havoc, right, to wreak havoc. And, um, but it's for a short time. And he knows his time is short. So we're not fighting the devil today, man. We're... We're fighting the good fight of faith, right? Because the battle's been won. Amen. Isn't that good? Kind of gives our perspective. It kind of gives our, our. It gives us a sense of confidence that, um, you know, you know, Jesus went uphill till Golgotha, right? So today we're not going uphill. We're going downhill. <laughs> In the right. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> We're, going, we're on the other side of the cross. We're on the resurrection side, amen? We're not going downhill. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're going with God. Let's just put it that way. Okay, Psalm 23. So I love this chapter, and it just this uh, particular verse struck me again. Verse 5, you prepare, you prepare. I love this, you prepare. This whole chapter is about God shepherding his people and David wrote this in a very difficult time in his life, and he was really 
letting God be the bishop of his heart. And I think as Christians, this is the way we stay effective. This is the way we stay focused and concentrated. Uh, Because I want to talk about how man is complicated, but the answer to man's complication, you you know what the answer to man's complication is? It's simple grace. It's simple grace. The simplicity of grace. And this, this is how we see it. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And that's just a great statement. You, God Almighty, has provided a provision for power, for, for uh, natural means, for wisdom, for whatever we need. God, you are our sufficiency. You've prepared us for whatever is going to come against us. You have done it. So the complexities that we see in our life, the complexity of of laws being passed, uh, complexity of the absurdity of man's best ideas, the complexity of... We're we're complex people, right? We're full... Our pasts, our education, our problems, it, it just complicates things. But... The answer to the complexity of man is these verses. It's the simplicity of grace, right? It's the simplicity of grace. It's finding the provision of grace in the midst of the chaos. Now, it doesn't say here, and Matthew 24 also tells us, it doesn't say it's going to get easier. It doesn't say that it's going to get, that our world is all all of a sudden going to be bright sunshine, right? But it says that the believer we'll have a provision from God. Isn't that good? We open our Bibles and we have a provision. We open our hearts in prayer, there's a provision. We're collapsing in the arms of God, there's a provision. And his provision is his presence, right? God's presence. So the simplicity of grace, the simplicity of his presence, the simplicity of love, the simplicity of the word of God it deals with the complexities of the devil, the complexities of the flesh, the complexities of our natural thinking. Because think about fear is a, is, a, is a byproduct of complexity, can it be? Fear, right? My situation, my conclusion, my thought process without God will always lead to fear or some natural limitation, limiting God. But simple grace... And we don't use that as a, um, you know, simple simplicity can be looked at as a, as a, uh, a bad thing, you know, a reduction or a, uh, a dilution of something. I'm not saying that. Simple grace means grace is grace. It's the person of Christ all the time. It's 100%, 100% of the time. Just like you jumping into the water, you're wet 100% of the time, Right? unless it's frozen, okay, and it, (laughs) all right, and that's going to hurt, right, but uh, water is beautiful, okay, you jump in that water, and you're going to get wet, it's, it's just, it's going to happen, right, it's the same thing with grace, grace, grace never changes, man changes, society changes, the world changes, uh, we are we change like the weather, right? Just if you don't like the weather in Baltimore, give it five minutes, they say, right? It's very true. I, I kind of laughed at that at first, and then I was like, wow, that's really true, right? Someday you're bringing your raincoat. Sometimes you're bringing your winter coat. Sometimes you're bringing your shorts. 
Anyway, the simplicity of grace, this is the most powerful thing we have in our life. It's more powerful than the sin that rages in our flesh. Grace, grace, the person of Christ, the action of God, it is what transforms us. Isn't that good? So when, our, when the enemy is raging, we can say grace, grace to our enemy. When a lunatic is, is doing what he's doing, where he's doing it, and there's lots of lunatics in our world today, we don't go against the lunatic. We say grace, grace, and we continue going to the table. Where is our table today? Well, our table is a table of grace, isn't it? The table of grace. What do people need today? They need food from the table of grace. They don't need probation. They don't, they don't need um, condemnation. They don't need all kinds of hoops. They just need to be uh, showered in the grace of God, right? Then what happens? We go to the table, and then he anoints our head. You see that? God has anointed us. Isn't that beautiful? Anointing. Anointing. You are anointed. You are anointed exactly where you're supposed to be today. Raising a family, running a business, running a church, going to Bible school, working hard in your career, you're anointed. Maybe you're the only person that's going to reach certain people, uh, and, and where you are is a mission field, and that's a beautiful thing. And there's simple grace that makes us wise in Psalm 19.7. Simple grace makes us wise, right? Good verses, Romans 16.19, it says that we are wise concerning evil. We're simple, which means we don't have to think about it anymore because it's a settled issue. I'm everything God says that I am and nothing that the devil says that I am. Simple, right? The question is, do I believe it? It's profound. My authority is there. It's there. It's, it's, the, it's right every single time, right? And as I believe it, I experience that power. So you're everything that God says that you are and nothing that the devil says that you are. Which side of the coin do I live on? Well, do I live on the simple grace and I say, God, what you said is truth, it's absolute, it's, it's more real than my feelings, it's more real than what I watch on television, it's more real than my emotional roller coaster, or the devil, let the devil talk to us, right? If I go to the devil's table, guess what? I'm going to be miserable, you're going to be miserable. Complexities, com complications. I'm a simple person. I don't know. Are you? Do you like it simple? I like it simple. Doesn't mean it's easy. Not saying easy. Nothing good is easy. By the way, if it's too easy, there's something wrong. But I'm simple. Like, and, and I think we either believe it or we don't. It's that simple, right? It's either we have God's mind and we agree with it or we don't. So he anoints our head with oil. Isn't that good? And um, it's the oil of the Holy Spirit. And then look what these next four words, and this is what I want to run with for a minute. My cup runs over. <clears throat> Isn't that good? If, it's, if this is a day like no other, we need our cup to run over. And, uh, you know, complexities, you know, Matthew talks about it, straining a gnat and swallowing a camel, right? Anybody can swallow a camel? It's a great illustration. 
like we're reaching for things maybe we shouldn't reach, thinking about things that are too high for us, we're swallowing a camel. It's impossible. And no wonder, no wonder there's tiredness. No wonder there's exhaustion. No wonder there's disbelief. And then straining a gnat. Anybody know what a gnat? Those things are tiny, right? We can, we can strain something that's so small and so insignificant, right? And God is saying, that's not simplicity. That's complication. I want your cup to run over. I want your cup to overflow. And this is the heart of ministry, isn't it? All right, look at Luke with me. This is some good words here. This is the heart of ministry. Because not all activity is progress. Just because we're busy doesn't mean we're spiritual, right? Isn't that good? But if we're, if we're at the table of grace and all of a sudden we're being anointed, and the picture there is not just like, you know, somebody putting a spot of oil on your forehead. It is a bucket of oil that goes over you. And that's pretty intense, isn't it? It's like you are saturated in oil. You're saturated in the Spirit. You're saturated in the, in the power of God. And, and that's what the table of grace does. It's the most powerful thing in our life. And I, I was really blessed by Pastor Pete's message a couple Wednesdays ago. And I just recommend, if you can hear it again, it's, it was a very fresh message that that grace is really the most powerful thing in our life as we continue to receive it, continue to believe in it. And the action of grace, the action of God, the action of the word. You know, we were saying this in Frederick recently. Why do we put so much emphasis on the word of God? It's because we receive the word of God. We believe the word of God by faith. And then the word becomes active and living and operational. And then it does the will of God, right? So many want to do the will of God without the Word of God, and that's why they're, they're, they're crazy frustrated, right? Because it's the, it's the Word of God that does the work of God that does the will of God, right? Isn't that good? So you and I are receiving from the table of grace today, and we're, are, it's activated by the Holy Spirit, and today we just enjoy God, and then all of a sudden the will, work, and way of God is made clear. So, of course, it's impossible to forgive our neighbor. Of course it's impossible to love our, our enemy. Of course it's impossible to fill in the blank. It's impossible with us, but nothing is impossible with God. So we're receiving from the table. We're anointed. Our cup runs over because it's a work of God every single time. Isn't that good news? So we're effective. Uh, life is not easy, and nor should it be. If, if, if we are, it usually means that maybe we're going in the wrong direction. Uh, but, but we have... We have God's provision, we have God's power, we have God's authority, because God is actively operating in our life. Whew, this is good. Lost my breath on that one. Luke 12, look, this is so good. Luke 12, and I know, I know you believe this, so I'm just encouraging you. So, is man complicated? Yes. Am I here to straighten out man? No. I'm here to love with a simple yet profound an absolute love that doesn't come from us, but it's something we receive. It overflows to others, and we are just we are just there at the table of grace, and we're there fellowshipping with God, and it's the work of God. It's the work of God. You know, what's going to change our nation? 
what's going to change our city, what's going to change our town, what's going to change our family, what's going to change us, going to the table, going to the table. It's a prepared table. There's always a feast, Proverbs 15, 15. There's a continual feast at the table. We open our Bible. There's a table. We're out in the jungle of life. There's a table. There's a table. All right. Luke 12. Look at this. This is so good. I read this today. It really edified me. God is simple, right? It's clear. And uh, so 1225, our flesh is complicated, isn't it? When I get complicated, I, I realize, okay, wait a minute. It's too complicated. There's too many steps. It, there's something wrong. I have to go back, right? Crucified with Christ. That's simple, <laughs> right? You put a spike through our, forgive the analogy here, through the brain, so we're crucified with Christ. Crucified in the hand. Our work is crucified. Crucified in the feet, right? Cru- our way is crucified, right? Crucified in the heart. It's simple. It's either God does it or doesn't get done. That's pretty simple. And we are joint heirs, and he's doing the heavy lifting. So if I'm walking with him, if you're walking and finding his way and power and anointing, then guess what? There's a lot that's going to get done. And the devil will be frustrated every time. And that's good. I like to frustrate the devil, don't you? I don't like to be frustrated. Okay. Okay, 1225. This is so good. It says this. It says... And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? What a good, what a good verse. Right? It's like being in a rocking chair. You're moving. You're at a good clip, but you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon... In all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. I read that this morning. I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, God, you are in control. You are in control. I have to say that every day because it's easy to get angry. I'm, I am angry in, with righteous anger some t- most of the time, and there's flesh. Uh, I don't like certain things that we see that are going on. But how, how am I going to change that, Right? We change it by walking in the Spirit. All right, look at Romans 8. Let me give you a couple quick verses here. These are good. So the simplicity of grace takes care of the complexity of man. So that means the legalist or the complicated one will hate grace because it's too easy. It's like, just give that person grace. What does that even mean? It means as I receive grace, I am fellowshipping with his grace, and therefore it overflows to the person that desperately needs it. So I'm not there as a regulator. I'm not someone regulating, oh, you get 2% grace, you get 10% grace, or I'm going to partially, I'm going to be partial to you because I like you. No, it's 100%, 100% of the time. I'm not even that. You're not even that, right? But as we are at the table... It goes out without, um, without even knowing it a lot of times. It just, it's your spirit. The spi- Acts 4, very interesting. They saw grace before they heard grace. Very interesting. I believe it's Acts 4.33. All right. How you doing? You good? We're firing the, the Gatlin gun today. I just Romans 8, 5, and 6. Great verses here. 
It says, um, so it's like we get more simple. We settle things in our heart. We don't have to we don't have to be like wrestling with things in our mind. God said it, I believe it, therefore that settles it, right? Temptation, same thing. God, what is your mind? Priorities, what is it, God? What, is, what means something to you should definitely mean something to me, right? Right? For those that, who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, and the things of the Spirit... For to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Peace. Now, peace doesn't mean I'm inactive sitting on the couch eating Doritos. It means that we're active in another spirit, right? It means that we're, we are active, but we're moved in another spirit. That's why in 1510 of Corinthians, it says grace labors. I love that. Grace is laboring. Grace is moving. Grace is transforming. So what's the greatest thing people need today? It's certainly not me, and it's certainly not you, even though you're pretty good, you're pretty awesome. They need God. They need the power and message and demonstration from what comes at the table, right? It's Thanksgiving every day of the, day, every day of the week, right? It's awesome, right? All right, let me show you a couple other verses just to kind of convince you here. 1 Timothy 6, 6. This is how we have boldness in the day of judgment. Are we in a day of judgment? Absolutely. In one regard, right? 1 John 4, 4. We have boldness because it's not our message. It's not our way. It's not anything that could ever come from us, but it came from the table. We're saturated in oil. We're anointed for service, right? And our cup runs over. Don't you love that? <laughs> you ever pour a cup of coffee and you're just trying to balance it in the car? And, of course, it goes all over you, right? I love a full cup of coffee, right, when you're standing still, right? First Timothy 6, 6, right? Now, godliness with contentment, these are great partners here. Godliness with contentment is great gain. I mean, it's impossible to be content unless there's godliness, or God-likeness. So if you and I, are, and you do this so well, and our church is a tremendous example of this, but as you keep eating the word, receiving the word, it creates the action and fulfillment of the will of God. So somebody might say, what is the will of God? I want to know the will of God. I'm trying to do this. Just come to the table. And in your partaking of what's at the table, God will show you what to do. Because if we know who we are, we'll know what to do, right? So many people put the thing on the other side. What should I do? What should I do? What should I? And it's like the fear of failure comes in, the complication of, of just pros and cons. And it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Eat, at the, eat at the table. God will create in 15, 16 of Jeremiah a burning in 20 verse 9 of Jeremiah. A burning will happen in your heart. Where is your heart burning? That is a good indicator of the will of God. Where are you burning? right? If you're not burning where you are, then maybe you're in the wrong place. And that's only a question that you and God can say. I want to be burning where I'm at. I want to be burning, right? Right? Amen? Do I have any, do I have any, any, any Pentecostals in the, okay. Psalm 116. I don't know. 
it's, it, these are great days to be alive. It's like, forget risk management. Just throw us in the fire, right? That's a good statement, right? Catch me, God. There's a fourth man in the fire, right? You think it's complicated now. Oh, it's going to get fun. It's going to get fun. And we're going to see, I'm convinced of it, we're going to see a demonstration, a manifestation of God like we have never seen it. I believe we're going to continue to see miracles, wonders, and acts of God, salvations. Um, absolutely, because when Satan is reacting, God is always acting. God is always acting. God is never, never uh, passive. And this is what I love about grace. Grace is creating something in our lives all the time. This is why it's the most important thing to receive. If I'm receiving condemnation today, that's not at the table of grace. If I'm receiving introspection today, suspicion, worry, fear, uh, jealousy, or whatever, whatever um, uh, toxicity or contamination, it's not, there's pure food at the table of grace. Pure food, pure love. God's loving you in your good and in your bad. You get wet every time you jump in the water, every time, unless it's frozen. Okay, 116.6, and hopefully you're not doing that when you're, the Lord preserves the simple. <laughs> Amen. Now, remember, this simplicity doesn't mean we're like lights on, nobody home simplicity. It means we're wise concerning the things of God. And we don't have to rethink it. Do I come to church? I don't think about that anymore. It's the will of God I come to church. Do I tithe? It's the will of God to tithe. Do I forgive my neighbor? It's the will of God to forgive my neighbor. Whatever it is, um, it, it's interesting. We don't have to make complicated those things that God has made pretty clear. I was brought low, and he saved me. And what happens in verse 7? Return to your rest, O oh my soul. Return to rest. If I keep it simple, then there's rest, power, provision, wisdom. Return to rest, O oh my complicated soul. Man, it's so, so... That's why I say the pandemic was a real test for Christians, among other things, but I want to just kind of leave it at that because... Of course we're going to walk with God in the, you know, if the sky falls, right, we walk with God by faith, and he shows us how to do that. All right. How you doing? You got a couple more minutes in you? Second Corinthians 11. It's fun to do these raps because you guys are really hungry for God. It's good. All right. Second Corinthians 11. So the question is, where's my table? It's in the midst of our enemies, right? My enemy might be in my house, right? I might be the enemy. <laughs> we're, we're the worst. We're our worst own enemies. It's like, Lord, I need the Bible today. Lord, I need your mind today. Lord, I need your thoughts today. Lord Jesus, uh, a day without you is a day of misery for sure. 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Mm. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. I don't have to analyze it. Remember, the devil always makes it about performance. I, I think, again, the best thing is just to say, you know, Lord, I'm getting out of the way. 
I love it in Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon 1, 6 and through 8. She's like all thinking about herself, and of course it's going to be complicated. Then, then she shifts. She goes, where do you, where does, the, where does your flock rest at noonday? Where, God, where are you? Where are you landing? Where are you operating? Where are you moving? She links up, yokes up with God, and then there's burning again. There's burning again. Okay, one last verse. 2 Corinthians 1.12. So simple grace, boy. It can transform a drug problem. It can, trans, it can deal with passivity. It can deal with um, chronic sin um, being graced out. Just think about that. I, I remember walking in the Ukraine in the wintertime. We used to walk to our church, and we used to go up this hill. And I remember a guy, I'll never forget it. It had to be 20 degrees out. And he's in his shorts, and he had this bucket of water and they do this just to kind of refresh circulation. And I'm talking, it's 20 degrees, and I'm in my fur and everything like that. And he's throwing water over his head. And I'm thinking, that's either incredibly ridiculous or, and he's smiling. And, and I just, I was talking with him a little bit. And he says, oh, it's so good for your health. And I said, that's giving me a heart attack just watching you. And... Um, I just think this is the oil that God has. God has, God is like, drought, you know, there's not just this little, you know, you don't have like a little piece of crumbs. God's given you a table for where you are. He's given you a table that is more than sufficient, and he is the main course. He is the main course. Okay, last verse, 2 Corinthians 1.12. says, for our boasting is this the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly was to you. So, amen? amen. So, <laughs> I'm encouraged by that today. So, the lilies are stirring. The birds are chirping. Can make a song here, and uh, they do not toil or spin. And you know what? God is going to move. He is moving. He is acting. And I have great hope. I have great hope for our summer as we go by faith, as we just communicate the word, and the power of God will always accompany his word. Amen. So, Lord, thank you for these thoughts today. God, keep us simple in this right regard, believing what you say is the ultimate truth, and help us to walk in that today. <clears throat> Thank you, God. Uh, keep, keep us, Lord, from the complexities of man, and living in simplicity will give us wisdom for every, every complication. Lord, thank you, God, that you are, you are doing a great work in the lives of people. If we see it or don't see it, it's still happening. Father, help us to find the right table in Jesus' name. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.